Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Welcome back to another edition of Retirement Elevated Podcast with Sean Lee. We are into mid-October here on our podcast. So how you doing, my friend? You doing all right? Uh, nice and cool out there? Oh, yeah. Colors have changed. It's a uh, This is a beautiful time of year, man. It's uh, yeah. just beautiful. Yeah, I got family in Wyoming, and it's uh, it's really pretty. I'm like, yeah, I won't be hanging out real long past October, but nice to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it gets cold. It just gets a bit cold. So, And it's some of our listeners, longtime listeners, they might remember that I'm, I'm in North Carolina, so I'm a little bit different temperatures when you and I talk, although we were pretty chilly this week, so uh, it, uh, it, it's rolling in here too as well. But this week we are going to do a mailbag show. We're going to take some email questions in from around the area, so uh, feel free to go to elevatemyretirement.com and submit a question to the podcast if you'd like, or just submit a question to the team in general. Again, that's elevatemyretirement.com. That's where you can find all the goodies when it comes to Sean and the team at Elevated Retirement Group. Uh, you can find a lot of good tools, tips, resources. You can book some time to talk with them. You can subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you choose. Just all sorts of good things found there at ElevateMyRetirement.com. And with that said, let's take a few. Over the last few weeks, we just haven't gotten to any of these, so they've kind of built up on us. So we're going to knock a few out. Uh, George says, uh, Sean, I'm a small business owner who had to close my business during the pandemic. We are now able to open like a lot of places, but at greatly reduced capacity to the point where it's barely worth being open at all. I can't continue to sustain this much longer, so I'm considering closing down the business, selling the building, and going ahead and retiring. I was a few years away anyway, so I'm still thinking about this. Is it too soon to consider these options, or should I try to stick it out? This is a good question. I mean, unfortunately, uh, the pandemic has has done this to a lot of small business owners. And if you look... If you look at our country, we're a country built on small business yeah, for the most part. For sure. And, you know, I, I look at this from the emotional side. And I look at it from the financial side. And and there's a big toll that comes with opening, reopening, being at reduced oh, capacity. Yeah. Just the emotional side that happens there. And to it's the your point baby too, right? I mean, typically your business, small businesses, that's your baby, you know. So that's yeah, got to be rough. And you spend more time there than... With your kids it, it, a lot of times. Yeah, exactly. And so the financial side is pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. I guess, should should you try to stick it out? It depends. Should you sell and retire? That also depends. It's going to depend on on what your math problem really looks like. And what I mean by that, it's what, of all, what are our exact expenses? What are our exact sources of income? Right. What assets have you saved? When does social security kick in? And all these all these other things. And so I guess my advice to George would be, don't make any rash decisions quite yet. Find somebody to meet with, whether it's our team or, or somebody else that you feel comfortable with. Go through and build a clearly defined plan mm-hmm. that maps everything out and can give you with clarity and confidence uh, an answer to that question. Well, let's let's kind of fill in some hypothetical blanks here for George because we don't know. He didn't tell us how old he was. Uh, he didn't tell us some things here. So when it comes to small businesses... You know, a lot of times, Sean, we see that small business owners don't put as much away in, in retirement savings mm-hmm. as a lot of people that have a job someplace else because they're pumping it back into the business, right? Right. And if the pandemic's taken a toll on him, he may have done this. So there's a good chance, and again, I'm just theorizing here. We have no idea. I'm just kind of let you spitball on that idea in case, uh, in case it's closer to home, is that he could be a bit more behind the retirement eight ball than he, than he might even realize, potentially. Mm-hmm. Well, and then that comes out to with selling, should we sell the building? True, right. Or is the building in a 
spot where it could be rented out and leased to somebody else. To maybe make um, up the difference, possibly, as a monthly income type of thing. Right. Or okay. is there is the business valuable enough to sell or to have somebody step in and take it over? You know, I, I've seen this with, with multiple different businesses, whether it's restaurants or, or whatever it may be, that there's a the business itself is either just closed, completely closed and the real estate sold and, you know, right off into the sunset. Or, you know, we've, we work with another family that's got a transition plan to sell the business to, to somebody else yep. and then maintain some level of income. So I think there's a lot of different opportunities out there. But like I said, the first step is just, you know, just take yep. the time to get some clarity. Yeah, kind of pull it all together. And yep. and one more piece to kind of expound upon. Since we don't know your age, Sean mentioned Social Security. How might it factor? When does it get turned on based on whatever your age might be? Apply that same thought, George, to the Medicare side as well. Because if you're, you know, 59 or 60 and you're thinking about doing this, what are you going to do for, you know, insurance for five years or mm-hmm. so or whatever that case might be until you get to 65? So. Ponder all that. Give Sean and the team a call. George, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Call him at 855-50-RETIRE, 855-50-RETIRE. Sit down with him or, as he mentioned, somebody uh, within your area and have a conversation. All right, Tony sent in a question. He says, uh, I owe about fifty grand, Sean, on the house and about forty-five grand on a rental home uh, that I've had for several years, and I have enough cash to pay off one but not both. If it were you, which one would you pay off first? Uh, personally? <laughs> um you know, I look at this and I've got, you know, you've got an asset that you're paying the mortgage on out of your pocket. And then you've got an asset that you're paying the mortgage on from somebody else's pocket. Right. And and right now we've got, we're just in an interest rate environment that is, you know, we'll call it zero or non-existent <laughs> for the most part. Pretty darn low. You know, and, and depending on how old the mortgage is, there could be a a decent interest rate on it. But, you know, at this point, there's you're not paying a whole lot in interest anyways. Kind of my personal opinion on this, and it, it really is sixes, right? So if I paid the rental property off, I could then take the monthly rent and pay my mortgage. If I pay my mortgage off, I could still take the monthly rent that I'm receiving and still pay the well, you could even the add more, property. right? You could add more to the rental property because you wouldn't have your home mortgage. It, exactly. So yeah. you could you could continue to to kind of turbocharge that up, and, and vice versa. You know, you, you still get them paid off fairly quickly. But but what you may want to do is is look at kind of a debt waterfall where you you pay off one debt, you take everything that you're paying to the mortgage, and the rent and the rentals or you know mortgages. Right. right. And, and for example, let's say that you know you had an outflow of mortgages of four thousand dollars a month. And you're receiving two thousand of rent, so you have an additional two thousand that's coming out of your pocket to pay your mortgage. Well, if you pay one of them off, you could still have that outflow of four thousand, but then it's going to pay down another debt with a, a mortgage of two thousand. So now you're paying more. If you do it that way, you'll have the the both properties paid off in about two years, anyways. So I don't know that it would really matter unless you start looking into you know some of the tax planning, which is a deeper conversation, but it, I would look at one we're having though, possibly. So, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. But I think looking at more of a debt waterfall where if you've got, if you've got one of them paid off, you use the payments that you were making to the other one and just knocking it down quickly. Yeah. And Tony, the, the tummy rule might come into play here too. We don't know if you're married or anything, but you know, maybe having the home paid off, the one you live in just might provide a peace of mind that 
mm-hmm. you just can't put a price on. So that right. you know that always plays into it as well. So just kind of you know some things to ponder. Uh, to Sean's point, there could be some a, a much larger tax conversation to have. So reach out and have a conversation with someone in your area, or just call Sean and the team at eight five five. 50 retire. Did you have something else? Yeah. The other, the other thing to think about, and I don't know Tony's age or, but if he's looking to retire and having a mortgage causes more outflow, that's comfortable. You pay off the primary home Mm -hmm. to reduce down your monthly expenses. Okay. All right. Well, there you go, Tony. Thank you so much for the question. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And we certainly appreciate it. Let's do one more this week and then we'll wrap it up. And we've got Sandy and she says, how much money is enough to have in the bank, Sean? I know that's kind of vague, but my husband and I are both retiring within the next year. I think we should have a full year's worth of expenses in our savings account. He says 20 grand's good enough. <laughs> what do you think? She's putting you on the spot. Well, and if it were in my house, my wife would win this discussion and I would put as much in the bank as she felt comfortable with. Full years, and that's pretty good. I mean, having but, a full year's worth, right? Yeah, I think that's a. I think that's a little heavy, um, personally. Okay. You know, a lot of it would come down to you know maybe six months of expenses, or you know, maybe there's going to be some form of compromise. But at, at the end of the day, like if they're they're both retiring, and let's say that they've got IRAs and you know Roth IRAs and maybe a brokerage account, some of that money, if their plan is built properly, is going to be available anyways. True. Right? So they. Yeah. They could they could get to some other some other cash and twenty grand might be just enough. You know, maybe that's four months of of expenses and they're they're comfortable with with the twenty thousand dollars in the bank. And if they needed extra cash, they could get to it from various accounts. It may that may only be one month worth of expenses. I don't really know the details on how much income that they that they need each month. But you know, there's there's usually kind of a happy medium. I think a year is too much just because interest rates are so low right now. Mm-hmm. Um, now, depending on what their monthly outflow is, 20 grand may be enough. It may be a little light. Yeah. Which, I mean, I was, you know, a lot of times we hear things showing like three to six months, right? A lot of times that's what we'll hear yeah. is an emergency fund three to six months. So maybe to your point, maybe it's Sandy, it's just as simple as saying, okay, how much, you know, how much money is six months? Let's just for the sake of the argument, say it's 40 grand. Then maybe you guys can you know meet in the middle instead of instead of you doing an eight you know a full year and that being eighty grand and him wanting to do twenty maybe you guys meet in the middle and it's forty you know or whatever those numbers play mm-hmm. out to be but uh, that could be something along the lines but to the question I just said to Tony a minute ago and what Sean just alluded to with his wife uh, sometimes it might just be. Sandy, whatever your husband's name is, sometimes it might just be go with what makes her happy. <laughs> yeah, whatever allows you guys to sleep at night. And, yep, true. And there's no right or wrong answer to that. It's like, you know, I get I get asked the question, Sean, should I pay off my home or should I f- just continue to refinance it? I, I don't know. What makes you comfortable? Right. And, and can your plan hold on to it? Because the math will uh, tell you one thing, right? But then, like I said a minute ago, the tummy rule says something else sometimes, mm-hmm. and you have to take that into account. Yep, that's exactly it. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go, guys. That's an email question uh, show this week. Pretty simple here on the podcast. So hopefully that helped uh, some of those folks who aren't. That wasn't their question, but maybe you're in a similar situation and you feel like you need a little bit of help as well, need some guidance uh, when it comes to something going on with you. Well, reach out, send an email into the show or just send an email into the team or give them a call at 855-50-RETIRE, 855-50-RETIRE, or go to elevatemyretirement.com. That's elevatemyretirement.com. While you're there, you can uh, book some time, a lot of good tools, tips, and resources. You can subscribe to the podcast on the podcast page. Tons of different ways to connect with Sean and the team. 
And that's going to do it this week here for the podcast. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Hope you have a safe and sane week. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. We'll talk to you soon. We'll see you in a couple of weeks here on Retirement Elevated Podcast with Sean Lee. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor.